Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Guys Without Helmets. Well, the last time we spoke, we talked about division football. Now we're talking about conference football. The last two games of the playoff season before the Super Bowl. Let's dive in, guys. NFC Conference Eagles win 31-7 over the 49ers. Guys, this game was dead before it started. Purdy out, essentially, before he could even really get going. Very hard to win a conference championship game with your starting quarterback, even if it is your third string. Yeah, it was a really bad game for the 49ers, losing Purdy in the first quarter. It's really hard to to win a game when you have the ball for only 20 minutes and you also don't throw a pass for three quarters. So <laughs> yeah. they were down. The second Purdy was hurt. Josh Johnson did come in, got injured as well, had a concussion, and a, I think an arm injury or something like that. But, yep, they're down to no quarterback. Purdy came back in and just had to hand it off with his opposite hand the rest of the game. Ridiculous. Pretty painful. Yeah, and I think, obviously, with a UCL tear that early in the game, they, as you said, the game was over before it even started. And their passing leader for this game, as Caleb said, Josh Johnson, had 74 yards mm. before he went down. And uh, they just did not – they didn't do anything after Nothing. that. They kind of just accepted Nothing. their loss in that game after it kind of got crazy after the first, second quarter. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the Eagles had an easier win. Yeah, and Josh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the stat line even for the Eagles' win – not very impressive stats in the win, even though they scored 31 points. No, not through the air. Um, I mean, they also didn't really need it in this game either. They just ran down the ball. And uh, they were able to run all over the 49ers with how much time they had on offense. Obviously, the 49ers looked tired. Right. They had players going in and out, uh, Bosa and other players on the defensive line running in and out. So Miles Sanders and Boston Scott and uh, Jalen Hurts, obviously, were able to get it done on the ground. Yeah, and you kind of got to feel bad for Shanahan this game, because or this season, really. He was a top-three team record-wise. He was. He led a top three team. <laughs> no, I know. You know how I feel so about So, yeah, Shannon. think about it. Beginning of the year, Trey Lance injured. Jimmy G returns from his injury, gets re-injured. Brock Purdy takes over. They go on like an eight-game win streak, mm-hmm. make the playoffs. Purdy injured in this game. Josh Johnson comes in, injured in this game, and they lose because of that. So he's really lost all four of his quarterbacks this year. There's nothing you can do as a coach. I mean, I, I'm, yeah. I see people in big networks talking about him being the problem. I don't understand what they're talking about. Yeah, and obviously with the injury to Purdy comes with a lot of pressure to the quarterback and allowing him to get there. Um, once again, Hassan Reddick just continuing to get to the quarterback. I think he had two sacks in this game. Uh, he was second in sacks on the whole season, so he's obviously having a great season, and uh, the defensive line just continues to play well. Yeah, I think ultimately, I, I know we've I've taken personal heat because you know we have talked to people about I guess the road that the 49ers, not the 49ers, but the road that the Eagles used to get here, meaning easy schedule. Mickey Mouse. Um, yeah. And I got heat for that, too. And I, I say that because I, I never want to be the guy that – I'm not a hater. I, I like Hurts a lot. He's going to do Unless a lot of good Joe things. Burrow. Unless yeah. Joe Burrow. Unless Joe Burrow and Nick Sirianni. We've established that. Yeah, those two guys. <laughs> I've moved on from Peterson hate, and I'm, I'm moved on. Peterson I, love. Now. <clears throat> now it's all love. Um, I've been, I've been – yeah. I think the challenge for me is, man, they skated again, and I'm I'm in team skate. I'm in team that they had an easy schedule they skated. I don't know who they are. That is the biggest question. And when I respond to people who ask me, why am I so hateful about their schedule? Why am I such a hater? Not a hater. I just trying to analyze them week in and week out. I can't evaluate this team. I don't know what we got with this team. Yeah, I don't want to be this guy, but I think this might be the easiest win in a Super Bowl or a way to get to the Super Bowl yeah. other than the holdout year. Oh yeah, that the the Washington. Redskins, which they were called then, yeah. um, 
Yeah. So I think this is people can probably hate me for that, but I think this is the second easiest year in the NFL as far as the NFC goes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the Eagles and the Niners, if we're gonna talk about schedule, had the easier two schedules from the conference. Right. And that's not to discredit them. Obviously the Eagles they didn't really lose any games. I mean, you expect them to lose maybe a game that they should have won, like mm-hmm. the Commanders game this mm-hmm. year that they happened to lose. Um yeah, but every single matchup they were able to win coming in as the number one seed, and same with the 49ers despite being on their third guy at the quarterback. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Jimmy G didn't dress out, but I understood prior to the game he was cleared, medically cleared. Why would you not dress him out? I mean, most teams only have two quarterbacks dressed out. Is it a rule? Can you have three? You can yeah, have three. You can. you can have as many as you want, but you have to sit someone else. I got you. Well, I think in this case when you're pulling up Josh Johnson – as an option behind your third string quarterback and your original first string is actually ready. Another knock on Shanahan, in my opinion. I think he owns that. Yeah, I think to me that just says that he wasn't completely ready. I think if they desperately needed him, and I think obviously looking back on the game, if they thought, knew this was going to happen, obviously I think he would have been there to play. But I think they really didn't want to be in a situation where they had to start him because yeah. he still wasn't 100% cleared, and he still was kind of questionable even if they went to the Super Bowl two weeks later. So Yeah, and another point is Purdy's on this nine-game, eight-game, I forget, ten-game maybe, win streak if Jimmy G dresses out, that's pressure for him. Yeah, yeah. So I think you don't count on a quarterback getting hurt, so he didn't think both would get hurt, so why have three quarterbacks? I know. I just think it's tough. And and listen, I'm done with the Eagles' hate. I don't know what they are, but they're in the Super Bowl. And if you're in the Super Bowl, you earned it. They're there. Congratulations, Eagles. Go get them, Tiger, whatever you're going to do. I don't care. <laughs> I, I think we can talk about it a little bit, obviously, but I think the Chiefs have a chip on their shoulder. I think so. Okay, discussion question. Would you say – that because Michael Parsons basically said y'all can hate me if you want to, and I'm I'm very much paraphrasing, uh, but I'm rooting for you know the Eagles to go win it for the NFC East. As a Cowboys fan, that's insane. I don't want a single team in my division to win if we don't win because that's a division rival. I think that's a healthy kind of like you don't think Bills fans are rooting for New England fans. Come on, Dolphin fans aren't rooting for Jet fans. I'm just saying. Do you agree or disagree with Michael Parsons that hey, might as well root for your guys from the NFC East? Um, I would probably agree. Really? Yeah. Didn't they beat Dallas twice? No. no. They, they split. split. Y'all, well, or they played Cooper Rush. Cowboys played Gardner Minshew. Oh, uh, yeah. So it doesn't really matter. So they're probably a better team. Um, they're in the Super Bowl. So. That's what I'm saying. They're in the it, Super Bowl. They're the better team. I mean, I would root for them. I just, I just like their coach as well. But I think their team overall, I love Jalen Hurts. I love A.J. Brown. I, I do all that. All their players. The, the principal, because you know I hate Nick. I don't dislike him. <laughs> different level like that guy's not my favorite person i'm saying can you root should you root for a team in your division to represent you if you're not going if he was playing joe burrow i would root for the eagles but i'm rooting for the chiefs <laughs> okay you're going chiefs you're rooting for the chiefs that's not your pick you're rooting for it. there's yeah, a difference yeah, okay, okay we'll get picks later i think when it's beyond your hands like you have no say in it and like you're out of you're out of contention to be in that game yeah, yeah. You can, I guess you can root for him. I mean, it's nothing against me. And also, these players have much more personal connection with other guys in the league as well. So he might have a lot of friends on that team. I know he likes Lane Johnson. I know he has uh, connections with Jalen Hurts and guys like that. So he probably has more guys that he's rooting for, more friends on that team as well. So I'm not faulting the guy. Mike is the man. Yeah. I just, in, in principle, disagree. I don't know. I'm trying to think in my mind when I would be okay with it. Like, maybe the way we played football, because we played – Prior to all these different divisions, like your home school and high school, like, do you root for like for us, like Oscar Smith or somebody when they go to states? I do, 
even though they're a rival to my local home high school. But that's different. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, that's I why think I'm if, it, if it's beyond the game and you're no longer in that, then I think it's whatever. I got you. Okay. All right, let's talk about the Chiefs. We all know famously, uh, I'm not a Burrow fan. Caleb, you're not a Burrow fan. Josh, you love everything. I can... <laughs> what's, no. the, what's the opposite of preface? To to preface something means to start with it. Yeah, what's, what's the opposite of that? The uh, end of it. I don't know. I don't just say suffice. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's funny. But um, I could. I don't like Joe Burrow as a as a human being, from based off what he's done in press conferences and how he carries himself at the podium and stuff like that. So I don't know him personally. Obviously, none of us do. But I could suffice that by saying <laughs> he's a great quarterback. He's a top twelve guy in the league right now, statistically. Post face. I don't know how you say it. But post face. That, that is the opposite of the. I was preface. being funny because yeah, I know you prefix, were. I couldn't think of what it was. It, yeah, yeah, prefix. But um, suffix. Yeah, Joe Burrow, he's a good quarterback. He's a top third of the league as a quarterback. He's a great Indeed. player. Mm-hmm. He's a great arm. His receivers make him look very good. He is. He doesn't make many <laughs> mistakes other than the one game he had six interceptions or something. But um, He's a quality quarterback. We're not just hating because of the player. We're hating mm-hmm. because of how he carries himself off the field. That's From what we've seen. We don't know. You and I, yeah. Because I can't stand to watch the goofy outfit. I was People just like making it. sure we made it clear for everyone that we're not no. saying he's bad. He might be a cool guy to play cards with on the Probably. Weekend, He's you know? not a bad player at all, but <laughs> that's what some, I'm trying to get at. I might want to play some Mario Kart. And Nick Sirianni is a great coach right now. He's a great year. He's had a great year. But I don't know him personally, and what he puts off, I don't like. Right. I, I think I'm, I'm used to a history. I'm just distinguishing the two for everybody. Yeah. One of the reasons I like Andy Reid, and have always liked Andy Reid, is because he was a class act as an Eagles coach. And we all know that's a tough city with their fan base and how their fans treat other teams. And historically with Buddy Ryan, you know, and... Uh, it just wasn't good. So Andy Reid, I thought, was a class act, just like Joe Gibbs. Nick Sirianni's not. Like he uh, he eggs fans on and shoots in birds and just does stuff that's like uncharacteristic of an adult person that I would hang out with. Do you know what I mean? Joe Joe Burrow doesn't do that stuff. He's just super confident and got a lot of swag. And he's young and thinks that that's marketable, and it is. It just doesn't work for this old guy. But I don't. I don't. Apparently, everyone else on the planet thinks he's cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, apparently. I mean, you'll see it year to year. At least for Nick Sirianni, you have a lot of people that are saying, like, you and I could head coach this team to the Super Bowl. And I, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that that's completely wrong with looking yeah. at how the team is, but I'm also not going to say that any person can do that. So I think yes. give them some credit, uh, but don't give them, don't give them the full credit for what's happening. Everyone has hit me up on social media hating on my choices about the Eagles' easy path and all this. Hear me. Congratulations. You deserve it. If your team wins, enjoy the mess out of it because it doesn't happen often. And if you win, you win, and you deserve it 100%. So kudos to you. Fly, Eagles, fly. Let's talk about the Chiefs. They uh, We talked about Joe Burrow a little bit. Now, this game is going to go down because – and I, I don't see it. So let me let me start some controversy here. My social media was riddled with people saying, oh, my gosh, it's clear the NFL wants the Chiefs to win the game. Look at all these terrible calls. I don't see it. Like even the one call where they said it was clear pass interference or, or roughing the passer on Burrow, they show the back – angle where Burrow flops at the end but if you watch the front angle yeah he took three steps and put his hand on his chest and yes he he had his arm going forward he did not push Burrow as much as Burrow reacted to it that's a little drama on Burrow's part outside of that and what was the third down they got a separate third down because the coach called timeout they had a short obviously with the stadium being loud this is my understanding of what happened Mm -hmm. was they passed I think was close to a dump off and uh, it obviously did not get the first down but then they called it 
a dead ball. Like not like the play didn't happen essentially because of they didn't get the timeout oftentimes. So uh, pe- people are upset with that because of the timing of the broadcast. Mm-hmm. They didn't catch it and call it in time, so the play did happen. Right. But uh, afterwards, I think afterwards, regardless, it was a sack. So it didn't change the the way of the game. It just changed the opportunity of the game. So you're saying it was a third and long. They they didn't convert, and then even with the replay, they didn't convert. Uh, they clearly didn't convert the first time, but they mm-hmm. got their second opportunity, and I think they got pushed back even more because of the sack. So it didn't matter anyway. It did not, but it, it was it was the idea of it changing the game. Right. And then at the very end, Pat Mahomes running for a first down. Clear. He was on the stripe. Mm-hmm. It's Regar- unnecessary yeah, roughness. Regardless, it was a first down, and you let either way you let a guy with a high ankle sprain outrun your guys on the edge. Let and s- I understand that they missed the hold on the guy originally. Is a sigh or a say? However you say his How name. You say, he's a, a yeah. A sigh. He's a resident. He's an, I know who he is. I have him on my dynasty team. It's yeah. just I don't yeah. know how to pronounce his name. Um, defensive end. They missed the hold there. That, that was one complaint on the same play. They missed the hold. He was getting held back, like choked out almost looking mm. Mahomes got around the edge I think he had like 18 or 20 yards rushing out Which of bounds on every and the guy the that was held caught him and pushed him out and he got the flag so yeah. it was a late hit he was out of bounds clearly Two steps they missed the, the hold yeah. that happens almost every play in the it NFL does. So. let me say this what's the kid's name that pushed him out Osai how old is he like 20, 20, 23, 23. Young. here's my thing man like just as a parent watching this kid on, on the on the bench you know talking about the human factor like not the character factor human factor my heart goes out to him because uh i, I mean i've been a part of teams and made mistakes and, and and not big mistakes like that's a big mistake like that's a high stake mistake it's not bigger than anything we've done i felt for him i mean as a dad i felt for him like bro that's a 23 year old kid i mean you're older than that you're just under that my point is oh my gosh can you he's he's beside himself at what he just did nobody's going to carry that more than he will and i felt so terrible yeah i mean and personally in that situation you're going to put all the blame on yourself but the team no one on the team is going to see it like that well no one stayed behind there was one player that they photographed and have the video of coming behind to encourage him and that kind of sucks too because you know you want a teammate that's going to be just more than one i talked to him in the locker room for like an hour yeah but he was left behind and like people should have noticed that you know and i'm not throwing stones it's easy to to miss everyone's got their own emotions to deal with but i mean throughout the game there's always probably 20 mistakes every game that you could have not done to lead up to it so i I feel bad everyone gets mad at the last mistake right you always look at bill belichick when they have games like that they had a couple of games the last couple of years that came up to a mistake in the final play or the final quarter and he never blames it on the one person. He, he goes back with it saying, we should have done this better through the whole game or we should have blocked better or whatnot. So there's always something you can point to, to for the reason for why the game's that close. And uh, Bill Belichick is the guy that never truly blames that guy at the end that yeah. messes up like that. 23-20, you know, gosh. In a game like that, any mistake is going to be magnified because it was so close. But, um, yeah, I mean, here's the end. Of, you know, we said it before, like, when it comes to the Bills and the Bengals and the Chiefs, like, I think – we knew the Chiefs were on a whole different tier, and depending on the week, we probably said the Bills were in that category with them. Maybe the Bills aren't this year. Maybe we've learned that they aren't no, quite ready I, to step up, and Cincinnati is. But those three teams clearly I, are the the prim of of the uh, AFC. Ever since Josh Allen's elbow injury, they've kind of just not been in consideration with the Chiefs, in my opinion. Yeah, and I'm not trying to get points or anything, mm-hmm. but we've said all along Josh Allen not the best quarterback in the league. Uh, he's a great quarterback, obviously. But I think they found out his weakness the last month. We've seen it every game. They're forcing him to throw deep every play, and that only works so many times. Yeah. They never had a run game. We talked about it when Tim was here a few weeks ago. 
the run no run game is very predictable and they don't check down anybody so it's just they're forcing the go ball and it's very predictable it's very easy the 50 50 ball is tough it's just tough unless your name's Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre because those guys and Russell Wilson they made a living of just throwing heap up and people just get under it and it's yeah, tough. Even they're just putting part. so much pressure on him that they're allowing those opportunities on the sidelines for him, and he just has to take them because yeah. there's so much pressure. But there's 10 quarterbacks in the league. You give them that much pressure, they're perfect. Derek Carr, yeah. most pressured quarterback the past two years. Every play, he has pressure. Even in the Pro Bowl. Let's talk about that because I know people love to hate on the Pro Bowl. I, listen, I don't care about people. We're going to talk about what we want to talk about. I grew up enjoying the Pro Bowl. I enjoyed the festivities. I enjoyed seeing players without helmets, getting to know them. That's how, as a boy... You know, you got to know some of these players other than football cards. You didn't get to see the broadcast like we do now. It's a little different world back then. But so I'm a fan. I say, it, honestly, like Carr went in and made a statement in his quarterback competition. He was perfect. Uh, in Vegas. In Vegas. Made a comment about, I guess that's why I haven't been so good here. That's why I'm leaving. Um, then he went in the game. And like you said, in pressure was just dropping dimes. I mean, good quarterback. And now we're hearing already talks about the Saints and someone else making offers. The Saints, they officially met with the Saints, so okay, that's very good for him. Um, Carolina would be a great fit, in my opinion, Frank Reich being there. I don't think Frank Reich's been the issue. I think the Colts have been the issue the past few years. They've been the same team with three different quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's that's not a different discussion. Yeah, that's but, another um, day. We see quarterbacks get pressure every play. Mm-hmm. There's quarterbacks, probably 10 of them we could name. Derek Carr was the first one I named. Kirk Cousins. Back when Tony Romo played, he was one Aaron Rodgers. I know he's a great, so you can't really compare him. But kind of those mid-tier quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, that are perfect under pressure. Josh Allen's not good under pressure. No. No. He's taken huge steps forward from the prospect that he was drafted to be. In my opinion, if he continues to 50-50 ball and run as his first two choices, he's going to kill this team. I hate to say he seems more like a system quarterback at this point. A system quarterback. Because with Brian Dable, he was an MVP caliber. Yep. Well, looked like the best guy in the league. And now he, the the wheels kind of fell off the past month, seeing that he yeah. he can only do one thing well. It's super tough when, like, so the nature, the culture of the league is team does well, take a coordinator or OC or DC from the team and move them to another team because they have to be the reason. And sink or swim, because, you know, we've seen it land and not land so much. Uh, I, that's dangerous because teams you go back and talk to Troy Aikman he would tell you that Norv Turner was the reason he was successful what he learned from Norv changed his game for the rest of his life um, and that scheme and such so I don't know I mean you're absolutely right not having to run a running game having a quarterback digress because of coaching changes and coaching changes are seems detrimental seems like a system yeah, yeah it seems like the system and I'm going to post face all that with saying he's the <laughs> top 10 quarterback in the league player statistically yeah. he's pretty clutch he in ga- he's clutching games that don't matter that's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, statistically, Dak Prescott is a top 10 quarterback in this league. And he's clutching games that don't matter. Exactly. It's the same <laughs> guy. Yeah, I think the regression of Josh Allen, it's been, you've seen with the elbow injury, I don't know, it's just the timing of it mm-hmm. or what. He just wasn't quite the same guy since that during the middle of the year uh, beyond that like Vikings game or whenever that time was when that occurred. Um, and obviously the, his career trajectory with Brian Dable as his coordinator went from a guy that was kind of you know, whatever. We see the upside, but he hasn't really hit that consistently. To Brian Dable's there. He's a top quarterback in the league. Now Brian Dable's gone, and you kind of see some decline. Not 
not quite what he was in his first two years. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't a complete fall off, but you see the difference there with the coordinator position, and uh, you see his receivers angry at the end of the game, at the playoffs or in the playoffs. Obviously, they just lost and they're out of contention yeah, there. But yeah. there's a lot of emotions going on. But the receivers were upset with him. Um, you saw the fall off of Gabe Davis. He had a good start to the beginning of the year. That fell off. It just wasn't consistent like it has been the last couple of years, and I think that's why they're not here right now because they clearly had a much better game last year against the Chiefs than they did this year against the uh, Bengals. Yeah, and again, I mean, it, uh, I've said it. I'll, I'll keep saying it. Once you get here, it doesn't matter how you got here. You're in the dance. Now it's just a one game, and we'll see. All right, we've talked. Caleb, you mentioned that you're kind of pulling for the Chiefs. Uh, I love Andy Reid, always have, and I love Patrick Mahomes. Um, I mean, I just think he's great. I think they're great people. Um, I think they're just fun human beings. Like, they make football fun for me. Sorry, they do. And um, I just read an article about Coach Reed saying, I don't I don't drink coffee, I don't have to. I have a ton of uh, energy for an old fat guy or whatever he said, you know, which I, I just love that dude. I think he's a great, you know, he, he energizes me. That said, I can't root for my rivals. I would never root for them. Sorry, I'm, I'm a sour puss, I guess. Chiefs all the way. I'm, I'm enjoying this dynasty. I think it's fun. I love watching Patty. Uh, that said... Whoo, boys, I think this might be a tough one for the Chiefs. That defense in Philly is tough, and they can put points up, and they've got weapons, and they can run on get people. Uh, I'm apprehensively saying Chiefs win, but that the Eagles could very easily upset. I'm going to – this is kind of a hot take. I think this is a um, – I know that the Eagles' offense is very young. They have Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts, both second-year players. Mm-hmm. They have A.J. Brown, who's in his mid-20s. They have a lot of young talent. They're going to get more running backs in there in their rotation. Their offense is great. Their coach is very young, seems to be the guy for them. Their defense, mm-hmm. very old. Their D-line, mm-hmm. I believe their average age is 29 or 30. I don't remember. Gosh, if that's very old, I'm toast. I'm for NFL, Dad, for the NFL. I know, I know. <laughs> so their D-line and some of their offensive line could all retire in the next year or two. So I think this is the last chance for the Eagles, for this team. Really? To, this is it This is it for them. Do you think that the, the age of the defense, despite their draft picks? There's way too many holes. Yes. Okay. In so, a few years. Now, so the winner of this game is? I think it's going to be the Chiefs. I think okay. I, I would love to see Andy Reid be a, supplanted as a Hall of Famer yeah. after this. I think he yeah. gets that 100% first ballot after this game. Um Patrick Mahomes easy to root for. Yep. He's kind of quiet. He backs it up. All his confidence with talent. Um, I just like the quiet players more, I guess. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, same. same guy. I love Jalen yeah, Hurts. I love Jalen Hurts. Um, but I, I just like the Chiefs more. I like yeah. Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs don't have a run game somehow. They're using three ragtag guys, <laughs> and they're still winning games. Yeah. It's just fun to watch. Um, every play is a highlight play, it feels yeah. like. It's just the underdog story, I guess. With They got slept on the whole year. Burrow head stadium and all that. Oh, I don't know. Gosh. The chip don't on the shoulder. Started. Chris Jones should be the defensive player of the year. He's been crazy. I just think the Chiefs win the game. I think I want it, I want the Chiefs to win. And that don't that whole mayor getting involved thing. Like obviously, I work in a job where I I obviously you don't say that till the game's over, right? I I have to you know I'm careful with my opinions and very cautious in life with what I say and do. So I get it, and I think that was a little out of place. And he apologized, but still, like you do it after you win. Yeah, you and do. that I fuels know. the rivalry well, for the you next. You have year. to apologize if you get smacked up. Yeah, you do have to apologize. I think it was a bit much. And I, what I love is Mahomes never defended himself. His teammates and everyone came to to rally. Uh, and even Kelsey with his jabroni, uh, the Rock speech. Yeah. Uh, that was I mean, and he so. lived in Cincinnati forever because he attended there and he grew up there. Yeah, the Bearcat, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. him and his brother. 
Odd brother. Yeah. Yeah. But to speak on what Kale <laughs> was saying, this is their team's loaded, obviously, but a lot of that has to do with being able to afford older guys yeah. that are cheaper Veterans. because of, you know, this. there's only a couple of years. You're not going to mm-hmm. sign up to a long-term deal. Guys like Brandon Graham, Robert Quinn, and Dominican Sue, Fletcher mm-hmm. Cox, Javon Hargrave even. Uh, Darius Slay is getting older. He's still going to be in the league, but it's get, he's getting close to that situation. Um, they've had guys in their secondary the last couple of years as well that have retired now. Um, and obviously Jason Kelsey. So the opportunity there is uh, this year, and they still have those guys, and we'll see if they have them after this year. But they could be losing four or five starters right on after their this defense. Game. Yeah, and I'm I'm of the mindset they're going to draft defense, not offense. And I, to be honest, you give the Giants time to grow a year or two years, right? Because look what Brian Dable did this year with the mm-hmm. worst roster in the year before. Yeah, <clears throat> sorry, before, but. I think this is the Eagles' last chance to win the NFC East. Bro, the best thing that can happen for the Cowboys is realignment and put them in the NFC South where they belong <laughs> so that we, Dable and the boys don't start balling us up in a few years. Yeah, like, they will. Yeah, they might do that. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm 100% with you. You know, Brian Dable, he's a hothead, and he's very emotional on the sidelines. Again, I'm not a fan of that. Players love it. But he is getting this team in the right direction and likely going to go back with Daniel Jones to prove his point. Which well, Daniel had his best statistic season. 100%. Way better. Uh, and he I didn't do, fumble 12 times. That's right. Even <laughs> Daniel though, Jones had the same rushing yards, I think, as uh, Jalen Hurts. Statistically similar to Jalen Hurts. But nobody's talking about that. Nope. No. Very no. close to Jalen Hurts. Numbers. It's our media, guys. It's what they want to – that's the agenda, you know? <laughs> Let's talk about Dak's 15 interceptions. Uh, Let's no, deflect, no, deflect, no, deflect, no, you know? No. That's what they're doing. They're just – they want to talk about what they want to talk about. I think you should talk about that, but – Yeah, but it's – they don't uh, – this is why we do this, because we get to talk <laughs> I don't about know. things. Who calls those shots? But once someone starts talking about something, everyone talks about it. Yeah, it, headlines tend to duplicate. I mean, they? they dubbed Josh Allen MVP after week three. They did. They all did. Kyle Brandt, Good Morning Football, all of them. I so, think watching the trajectory of the MVP race is always hilarious. Mahomes, I think 100% first, sure. The first four weeks of the year, it was Lamar Jackson. It needs to be voted on and put out before the first playoff game. Yeah, I think they should have... It's always playoff bias. You know how we have, the, we know we have the Vegas lines throughout the season? We should have... I think they How, do the media I'm, lines. I know they do, but I'm saying they have trajectory <laughs> the lines for the MVP race through betting odds. They don't have it through real time. Well, Is there a chance that they could change the voting mm-hmm. into real time? I guarantee you that they they have playoff implications, and I hate that because it's yeah. a regular season thing. It is, but hey, we we glazed over the the um, the Pro Bowl. Uh, yeah. I don't know anything about ratings. I haven't looked. Uh, I heard Josh Jacobs made a negative comment that this was bullcrap, like basically playing these stupid games or whatever. Well, it's easy to be one and done. Well, now anyways, he has so. multiple cars yeah. to live in. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's very mean. I'm but, kidding. Yeah, I know. Uh, my point being is, uh, was it good? Was it bad? What's the NFL need to do? Here, I've said, play it a few weeks between the draft and Super Bowl, somewhere in the middle. Invite the team, the players, to Hawaii. Uh, make it mandatory. Like, if you got voted, you need to go because it's fan service, after all, and it's part of the job, you know? If we have an event in my my place of work, I got to be there, you know? Well, I, I like that it's not a game. Yeah. If you're watching the Pro Bowl for a good game, then you're you're watching, you're watching the wrong thing. Yeah. It's it's for the fans to right. watch the players they like. How was flat? I thought it was competitive. I went back and watched the highlights Kirk Cousins, the next day. MVP. Yeah. I went He's back crazy. And, and CD snatching stuff up. Like, there was a lot of good football to see there. I think it, it opens up plays like that and opportunities like that because usually you're 
jogging around, and if someone gets their arms around you, you're done. But yeah. this is, you actually try to avoid people because your avoid. flags are dangling. Make a Fitzpatrick, don't play. Maybe Stefan Diggs will go to the Jaguars after that first catch oh, he had. gosh. <laughs> that full field touchdown. 55-yard touchdown. All I know is you could see the fire in Kirk Cousins' eyes and the disappointment in Trevor's eyes. Like, you could see what you couldn't well, see with the, the helmet. there's the reports that he took the most notes out of the weekend. Trevor did? No, Kirk Cousins. Really? And he was way? taking notes on all the players and like just everything they were going over. Huh. Well, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good, fresh breath. I realized that uh, your boy uh, from the Browns stubbed his toe. Garrett? Uh, yeah. Um, Miles Garrett. But he's got plenty of time to get his stubbed he's toe. Got, he's got nine other toes. How, how do you stub your toe playing? I, I don't know, bro. You're not even... Oh, there's no O-line. You're just running. <laughs> I, I just... Listen, I thought it was a win. Uh, maybe some of the other stuff. I don't care about dodgeball. The wide receivers on trampoline crap. That's stupid. Yeah. The the best catch thing has been the worst catch <laughs> award. It's just it. some cheesy yeah. weird thing. Yeah, like Dro- I could drop the ball from a drone or something. Yeah, yeah. I also love that you got to see some players that you know that we would not ordinarily probably see, like your boy Amon Ra, who was just lighting it up. Oh, he's a top ten receiver. He, but the Up world coming. He plays for the Lions. He's crazy. And the world don't know what we. Know. I don't, people sleep on that guy. He's a little even compared to his brother. Who came he's, out for one of the gimmick catches. Yeah, I, the quarterback competition was fun. Uh, again, I think if I had, if I was Roger Goodell, I play it in Hawaii because you want your people to go on vacation. I say, listen, if you get voted first team, you're coming. You know, that's part of your job. And then once you're there, if you don't want to participate, you don't have to participate. Be visible, like they make these guys do Super Bowl interviews, which nobody likes either. Um, do the do the flag football game. Do a couple of them. You know, make it fun for the fans to get their money's worth. It doesn't charge a million dollars to get in, and you know, do some stuff like the quarterback count. Josh, you're a big fan of the distance competition. You want to see these boys throw that thing again? Yeah, because it's always a topic of a, t- a topic of discussion every year. Yes, with arm strength and stuff like that. Just get get something to motivate the players that are opting out to go there. Fastest man in the NFL, strongest man in the NFL. Like, well, let's let's settle this once yeah. and for all. There's no there's no incentive cuz even with the race that they had what 2 years ago with like Michael Parsons, Tyree Kill and all them, Tyree Kill ran 2 yards, acted like he pulled his hamstring cuz he didn't want to lose. Cuz he didn't want to lose or he didn't want to run. That's how like, they do it. It's just it's nonsense. Yeah, they just need something for the fans and I think that the flag football game might have been a step in the right direction cuz there was competitive fire in it. And nobody generally got hurt. But boy, who's your boy from, uh, I'm drawing a blank. I know his name very well. Um, Ramsey. Fullback, 49ers. Ushek. That catch, bro. Like, yeah. he was all in. Like, tearing up his tights and everything. Like, my dude was just killing it. Hockstrap, everybody was on. The, all the they catches. They had five Vikings on the field at one time. Stupid. And did Dalvin Cook go? He was there. He was there. Okay, I was going to say he didn't play, though, right? No. Running backs don't have any fun in the Pro Bowl. I don't know. Josh Jacobs is <laughs> getting the ball a lot, but with their car, <laughs> yeah, of course with Derek Carr. It's <laughs> their last hoorah. Maybe maybe he follows Derek Carr. I don't know. <laughs> Josh Jacobs had the best year of his life. He's either going to get tagged and stay, or someone's going to pay him a lot of money. Yeah, because running backs are luxury players. You don't need them to win, as you can see. Two committees in the Super Bowl right now, so that's a shame. The running back will come back. So yeah, man. Uh, that's that's oh Josh, you haven't said who's going to win this football game on Sunday. Oh, um, I think it's going to be the Chiefs. Okay, I think. Are we homers? No, I think how the Chiefs. I don't know. We, we don't live there. The Chiefs have been yeah. the <laughs> Chiefs have been the best team in the league for four years now. They have been. We can't. I don't know why people try to change it so much. Like maybe because Mahomes isn't an annoying 
guy. Yeah. You can't track with him. Like he, the most annoying thing about Mahomes is his family. His family. <laughs> Dude, I literally had someone say to me this week, a lady at work say, "Well, I can't root for Mahomes because his brother's an idiot." What? <laughs> I said my brother could be an idiot. You wouldn't even know, and you couldn't root for me if you if you thought he was. Yeah, there's, you know? nothing, there's nothing to talk He's about not, with Mahomes. Way, he just goes out there, plays his game. You never hear anything fun. about him. Hoops it up. Sounds like Fozzie Bear or Kermit the Frog or whoever yeah, he sounds but like. This is their third. They've been the worst <clears throat> they finished with Pat Mahomes is AFC Championship. That's right. <laughs> Do you think if if uh, rhetorical question if Pat Mahomes just went, <clears throat> he would sound different. Maybe he needs to hold it back for fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> I would love one time for him to go. <clears throat> excuse me, and sound totally different. That would be amazing. I don't, how do you? I'm not talking about Pat Mahomes' voice, <laughs> but how do you sound like that? I've never heard anyone <laughs> you just sound like that. About it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all in all honesty, we've seen teams play in the, especially in the AFC with running quarterbacks. Is yeah. they've they've made the quarter the running quarterback whose their best ability is mm-hmm. running be forced into passing the football. And it has not worked out for them. It has not worked out for Josh Allen. In some cases, it hasn't worked out for Lamar Jackson. I mean, it's just we're going to see that go through. And if they make Jalen Hurts only pass the football in this game and he's not going to be able to run or anything like that, if they really pressure him like that with Clark and Jones, like they were able to do with even Joe Burrow last week, it's going to be a nasty game for the Eagles. I mean, I'm pro stop your quarterback from running unnecessarily, right? But I – I'm also pro Super Bowl. It's all out. This is your chance to be in history. Yeah, and I think it's obvious. You, the guys, his best ability is running. You're going to force him yeah. and make him not run, make him throw. It's obvious. But mm-hmm. you're seeing that transition now. Our teams are just like we don't care what you do through the air because, in all likelihood, it's going to be not better than what you produce on the ground. Yeah, I think we saw it all year at the Eagles. Teams that dominate time of possession. Either lose by one possession or beat them. Yeah. So that's the what Andy Reid's gonna have to do in this game. Mahomes with a broken committee kind of a running yeah. back. Jarek McKinnon's <laughs> yeah. been their best running back this year. They have Ronald Jones. They have Melvin Gordon, who they haven't activated yet. That's right. They have Isaiah Pacheco, who's been very efficient very on the ground. Efficient. And Clyde's cleared for this game. So they have everyone healthy at running back. So I'm interested to see what they do. Um, but time of possession, they're gonna have to slow it down. Yeah. And keep the ball longer than they have. Yeah. Yeah, and I think. Obviously, it's it sounds simple, and it makes a lot of sense with time of possession. If you have more time with the ball in your hands, odds are you're going to score more than the other team. Like it's, it's not crazy to think that that's how it should work, but actually dominating and demanding that time on offense is how, yeah. is how it happens. Y'all, the biggest rub I saw this past week, which I thought was fantastic, um, and I'm not for or against this guy. Trent Dilfer made a comment, basically. That, did y'all hear this? That no. playing quarterback's not hard. Anyone can throw the football when you're when you're not being pressured. And then someone made a highlight reel of him throwing the football, not pressured, and it's crap. Like everything's twenty yards long. Out of what bounds. is he? What is he trying to say by that? He's trying to say that playing the quarterback position is easy if there's no pressure on you. That's not playing. The so quarterback he he should have just said what makes playing quarterback hard is the pressure. He worded it very wrong. Yeah, he's just trying to say every like almost like anyone can play quarterback if there's no pressure. Well, it's apparently. like saying skydiving is very easy if you have no problem with your parachute. Yeah, I mean... It's not easy. <laughs> I like Trent, but that's kind of a knucklehead statement because, A, you're going to live in a pressure world. You have three seconds to make a decision on a good day. On a bad day, you're Tom Brady getting that thing out before you can say uncle. Yeah, know? I don't I don't know. He, he just worded it wrong. I mean, yeah, it t- we've, all, we've all played Madden. When there's pressure, you kind of just click a button and hope it works. <laughs> like, I understand that. You play but like Josh uh, Allen when that If happens. you're able to stand there and actually see what's happening, I understand what of he's saying. Of course you're more proficient. Even I don't think everyone can do that still. Well, if you play tennis, is it is it easier to defend from the net or from the back of the court? 
the net's hard because it's coming at you and very quickly. You have very little time to make a decision. But if you're standing back there and have time to see it coming, you can hit a nice shot to the back baseline. I, I mean, there's 32 teams. Let's just say there's 96, maybe 120 people on the planet that can play the quarterback position in the NFL. Yeah. That's and, it. And I, I could have misquoted him. Don't get me wrong. My point is he's trying to – his point His point was no pressure. Anyone can do this. And then they made a video of him with no pressure looking like me playing quarterback, essentially. So, Well, you can do a low light for anybody. So that's, that's unfair, right. too. That's not fair. But they took it to the next level. So here we are. We're staring <laughs> the barrel of no more football. I guess we always have XFL and stuff that we won't be talking about coming. <laughs> Lord. I know. <laughs> I know the rocks all pumped up, steroid up for this uh, <laughs> XFL. And from my understanding of that league, is he is just the face of it. He owns like fifteen percent of it or something. Yeah. Some lady bought the rest of it. It wasn't an expensive purchase, no. by the way, because it <laughs> it's was the XFL. They had to wait two years to play, anyways. <laughs> but my understanding is he's he's the face of it, and he's yeah. he's not like the true owner of it. No, he just is gonna, like I said, roid up and do his typical. He smelt the rocks <laughs> cooking intro to get people on because he's likable, you know, and people are. Well, he yeah, has that, a big I mean, fan base. Ultimately, that's what they need for yeah to, it to sustain. They need someone to show up to those games because it's not going to be players. I mean, here's the problem. I, I'm pro. I love like when we had a good run of some other leagues in the last couple of years. I can't keep up with them all because they're all different every year. I enjoyed it because it gives you a little something. You know, I'm pro football. Like I love good football. The challenge is none of these players are playing at a very high level, and it shows. And to see that, you need to go back to the pros. I mean, what's my biggest knock on college football? Y'all's are the same. It's like watching amateurs. Like you're going to see blown coverage all the time, and you're going to see big plays all the time. And that's I, people love that, and and I love the atmosphere. College has a lot of good things. I admit that it is fun to watch. It is fifty to fifty game. You know, high-scoring football game. It's hard to watch but Alabama NFL, versus University of Southern South Carolina, Pennsylvania <laughs> Network, sister, whatever school, that yeah. they're going to dominate 72-3. to yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Hey, but, but that school's getting money, man. Exactly. The NFL's more balanced game to watch. It, exactly. Watch it, plays develop. Absolutely. You can watch and defense. I, yeah. That's the problem with these leagues, the XFL. I mean, you think about the tier of players. You have the NFL, NFL practice squad, the guys on the bubble that are transferring back and forth between the teams. Then you obviously have the stars of college football. Then you have the other leagues that are already established, Canadian football. Then you got he hate me on the on the ultimate on the XFL. Did y'all yeah. know that back then they let them put slogans on the yeah. back of their jersey? But these are like the sixth tier of football players. Yeah. I mean, the best players that I can think of in recent history that have come out of these leagues was one, Cavante Turpin, who is a return uh, man. Yeah. And I literally can't think of anybody else. There's no. Jordan Taiemu, who is from... P.J. Walker, playing the, yeah. the USFL. Yeah, yeah. Those, Jordan Taiemu and P.J. Walker, who are legit just backup quarterbacks in the NFL. That, that, yeah. That, this doesn't, like... These are all guys that we know aren't that good. The XFL originally had a chance because it was different. And it was football. But it was WWE because it was owned by well, the same guy. It went too far, WWE, yeah. in my opinion. It, it was you couldn't People even were take getting it knocked serious. out on the snap because yeah. there was no kicks. You just had to run to the middle of the field and get the ball. <laughs> you couldn't it was a scrum, man, like in rugby. It's yeah. like dodgeball. Yeah. You run to the middle with two guys and they hit heads and yeah. for the knockout. For the five thousand dollar game check you were getting if for the win, you know, they didn't care if you died. They didn't just cover won. the twenty thousand dollar fracture. Yeah, and they're like, We pay cheerleaders the same as the players or whatever. That's the stupid mentality they did across that? the I don't know. I'm saying <laughs> they was upside say. down. Yeah. They I, they have to make it an NFL funnel league. The the best thing the NFL can do, and they did it years ago with this uh 
European League was they used those teams to kind of funnel back. Like they belong to a Raider, but you played for the Galaxy. Just do what the baseball does. MLB they have a farm, farm team yeah. over the summer. Yep. Yeah, but it has just to play it opposite. It could be a short eight week season. Play these, in the off season of the NFL. Right. That's your reserve. Players. Take these guys like the G League does the same thing in the NBA. Simi Fajoko goes off the roster on the roster based on health in front of him at the wide receiver position for the Cowboys. Yeah, he's the sixth best receiver on the team, maybe fifth. Who knows? He it's, will be starting in a in a G League. Yeah, you put him on a league that plays April, May, and June because he didn't get no time this year. He's in no. great shape. Get him out there and play in the whatever Dallas other mascot you want to call it. It could even be the Cowboys Beat League. Who knows? Point is, get your players out. Get them some playing time. They're going to get better if they get to play. Your coaches are going to have to figure that out with other coaches or whatever. But have a B league that works for your benefit. And I don't know what's stopping them from doing it. It's more yeah. money. I think the NFL can do this if they expand the roster and they yeah. allow you to have a summer league team like the yeah. NBA. Then yeah. you can you have availability to hold extra players, mm-hmm. an opportunity for those guys. Like you have guys playing in the XFL that are. 29 like these dudes yeah. have no future in the league no. and i'm not saying you play in the xfl to try to get back in the nfl ultimately that's what they're all thinking in their yeah. head but a lot of these guys realize it's not the situation and a lot of people watching are just watching not great football yeah. and i'm not saying don't give these guys opportunity i'm just saying it's it's hard to watch when you know that these guys are just in the xfl and there's no real chance for them to go up i mean there's a lot of gyms out there that aren't drafted high i mean mm-hmm. adam thielen i think he just tried out and they eventually made it into the the Vikings, mm-hmm. um, not Wes Welker. Julian Edelman for the Patriots. I mean, he was a quarterback. Yeah, he. This is someone that Belichick knew. He just signed him after the yeah. draft. Like, there's a lot of players like that that no one really prospects or looks sure. into. And another league would be able to see all the talent that's out there. Yeah, and I think when you have like players that are rookies getting cut in the NFL because you don't want to take the time to develop every guy that you have because you drafted. I mean, he's maybe your seventh guy you got in the draft. You don't want to sit there and develop him mm-hmm. like these other guys. You need those leagues like that for those guys. And um, that's why people like college football over these other things is because there is prospecting. There is the, there's conversation to be made about players and their growth in football. It's just when other leagues are there, there's no real conversation. You're like, remember – this guy who was in the NFL nine years ago, yeah, he's still trash, and he's playing on this team. It's like, no one cares. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, but at the end of the day, I, I'm anxious to see what these products look like and if it's entertaining at all, because that's what it's all about. We're not going to have the big names. We're not going to have team loyalty, none of that. And that's ultimately going to might kill. play, though. I mean, he's, what's he, 100 now? No, Him like, and Ocho Cinco going to carry each other's... Are they trash people in these <laughs> those little leagues? Fan-controlled. I bet they do, but I mean... They, that, that's like people on the street football. That's not even like... <laughs> yeah, we need to play some three-on-three street football. <laughs> it's fan-controlled. They just play in a little arena. That's ridiculous, y'all. It's, <laughs> it's like a trick pony. You know, you're just paying. Jump Johnny Manziel League. Yeah, it's a circus. Well, uh, we, we're going to be off air for a while, guys. This is a sad day. This is our second season. I'm proud of that. Proud of you guys. Love sitting in this chair talking football. Uh, you guys do a lot of work. We do a lot of work to put the show, and I'm grateful for that. And it's a lot of fun. And uh, we get to talk about football. And we have uh, we have some listeners out there, which is great. Thank you, listeners, for being faithful and tuning in and, and uh, giving us feedback from time to time. And hey, you know, we look to do this again, but we need to hear from you uh, if you think Guys Without Helmet is something that you are interested in. Give us a shout out. Let us know. Hit us up on Instagram or Facebook, or send us a message, an email, because we love doing this and we want to continue to do this and we want to. You know, we want to know that you guys are listening. We don't do this for, for our health. And so let us know how you feel about the show. We'll pop in probably somewhere and throw some bonus episodes before we get into the regular season again. We are not going to recap the Super Bowl. 
we don't want to talk about one game for an hour and uh you know it is what it is we try to preview games on this uh podcast and we've previewed a little bit at least and given you our, our picks but and there's no fantasy we talk about fantasy so it's hard this time of year and it's it's always sad when we get to the very end right very very sad so anything else you want to say before we go off air for season two um not really <laughs> i think that um we'll probably pop in right before the draft talk about some prospects for a little bit it'd be awesome yeah and then um maybe do somewhere in between uh what we got wrong episode that'd be fun that would be fun. Something like that. I get a lot wrong, so. Yeah, what we got right, what we got wrong. So That'd be fun. We can listen to our first few episodes of the year and figure out what we're talking about. I am excited that now that the Super Bowl is pushed back a week because of the regular season, yeah. the combine is right around the corner. So Three weeks away. Yeah. Combine, I, draft, all right there. And you guys don't live in the... Uh, Josh Hanvey, I got to give you some mad props because you watch a ton of film. <laughs> You are tirelessly, Caleb, you do the same thing. And you guys have no idea how many times these boys come to me and like, check this out. Like, this guy's going to be this, or this guy can't do that. Or I'll never forget. I've talked about before on air, but like, Zach Wilson. And you're like, daddy literally can't throw the ball in the middle. You got to watch the high school film, man. Bro. Like, (laughs) he looked in that tape that we watched, and several of them, it's not it's not hard to see this guy's a bust. And Josh, you do a lot, you both do a lot of work at that, and that, that's crazy to me. The way y'all ramble off fantasy players, that's why I want to quit because I feel like I can't <laughs> keep up. I'm like, who in yeah, the heck? I know is- all this stuff, and I can't get past the first round of playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, who in the heck's that? I'm like, what do you mean, Dad? He's he's the what do you guys call it? The um the backup for so and so, but you have a fantasy nickname for it. The um handcuff. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm drawing a blank. He's the handcuff for so and so. I feel like you're saying. Duh, after you say it, because I'm so out of touch. But I try, y'all. I really do try to be relevant. But you guys you guys do a great job, and you make this a lot of fun. So season two has been a blast. Uh, like I said, we'll trickle in, give you guys some stuff, and we'll let you know on social media when they drop. So uh, we appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun this year. We'll talk to you soon. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please tell a friend and help us spread the word. We've set up our online shop at guyswithouthelmets.com, where you can get your own Guys Without Helmet gear. We also post a weekly video on YouTube, so please stop by and give us a like and subscribe to our channel. Finally, if you want up-to-date information and news as it breaks, please follow us on Instagram. As always, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Guys Without Helmets.